On this very special episode of Amazingly Terrible, we are watching Stripperella, episodes one and two, Beauty and the Obese. Evil doers, prepare to be evil donters. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that asks, if a stripper falls in the wood, does she... In the wood? Does she make a sound? <laughs> if a stripper falls on some wood. <laughs> oh, God. That is like fucking terrible. Let's go. Episode. Come on. It, we, need to, we need to make all jokes in true early 2000s Let's fashion. go. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible. This is our uh, Amazingly Terrible 69th episode. It put sex joke in here. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. David, David you're getting get a post, right? Penis. <laughs> you, you got this in post, right, David? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fix it in post. I'm your good Sumerian, Mike. Uh, oh, oh yeah, David. yeah. I'm Adam. I'm Adam. That's right. Yes. <laughs> My name's David. <laughs> I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. <laughs> Hi, Derek. Oh, My hey. name's Mike. Why do you sound like Marge? And I'm back. <laughs> welcome, well, welcome, well, a triumphant welcome return. I am a triumphant return on an episode of early 2000s cringe nostalgia and me seriously questioning what the fuck I was into 20 years ago. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's like, well, a lot of it is by the nostalgia of 23-year-old me just being in love with this like i think i don't know if i had a subscription for spike tv or if one of my roommates did it was, it was basic cable i swear i remember seeing at least an episode or two or maybe a commercial about stripperella and as a 20 some year old like Nerd. i couldn't i couldn't get enough of like this really? kind of show and it's funny what happens after 20 years you know I, it's, I agree with Mike on this one. This was this was right in line with a lot of the the jokes and the programming and everything. I mean, dude, this came out when like the Man Show was big. Oh, and, exactly. man show. Honestly, uh, that's exactly what I was going to mention. That this felt so Man Show to me. Yeah, it's totally late '90s, early 2000s. Like the whole thing screams that level of comedy, which that level of comedy is, is still can be executed correctly, but you got to be it, careful. It's with just. It. It's over, well. I mean, we're we're a lot more sensitive nowadays to to jokes that at the time were just like, hey, hey, and now we're like, oh, that's that that doesn't really hit the same way. Yeah, but yeah. I'm with Mike. Like, I remember this is this is college for me. I don't remember watching this show, but I remember watching a lot of stuff very similar to it. I mean, dude, this was back when like the real world was all sorts of fucking raunchy and fucked up. And what were some of the other ones on MTV Made? Like you just go, yeah, <laughs> just the, wake up the in the early... morning on summer break and like crack a breakfast beer and watch someone screw their life up on True Life, and it was just like all of this. Like it just, it's what we now call Edge Lord. It's just like a bunch of Edge Lords making just edgy shit, and it's it not was extreme. really extreme. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely like '90s extreme with an X. You know? The early 2000s took the extreme of the '90s and. Pushed someone in in boardrooms were, were saying, "How far can we push this? 
All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny for the '90s, but this is the 2000s. How much further <laughs> can we take this? How much further can we take this? And that's what Spike TV mm-hmm. was. Literally making the MPAA or whoever you know regulates cable and daytime TV just making their lives miserable. <laughs> like that's when that's when Family Guy. That's like the very start of Family Guy was in the early 2000s, and that was considered raunchy. And that's aged so well. Yeah, but the, the thing that the thing that all these other things had that were different, aside from MTV, because MTV never had any talent associated with it. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. Fuck you, MTV. <laughs> Motherfucking TV. That's your name. Adam Adam Carolla was like a bastard and gross, but he he was genuinely funny for the most part mm. and like they came up with some creative stuff for that show the same thing for uh like family guy oh my god seth mcfarland it, like i mean i didn't like family guy i didn't think that they, or i don't like family guy now i prefer american dad but he's uh oh seth my MacFarlane god he's a talented guy <laughs> he's got the orwell he's got he's got like five different shows going on so this there's no the, talent the associated 90, with it the 90s apologist so, <laughs> so I, I mean, I it's just, so garbage. It's so garbage by today's I just had to too. look it up. But the best show that was ever on Spike TV was MXC. Do you guys remember oh that one? Oh my god! It no. was the Japanese Most extreme elimination, elimination challenge. challenge. It was the oh. Japanese oh, Takashi's Castle. Yeah, Takashi's yeah. Castle. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But with oh. with American terrible joke voiceovers. Oh my yes. god, yeah. that was my favorite. <laughs> that was I that. Guy okay. LaDouche and uh, what was the other guy? Um, t- uh, Captain Tennille. <laughs> yeah. It was a Captain Tennille. It was Captain, uh, Captain Tennille. And I was like, what's, what's with that name? And I didn't realize there was a, a group called Captain and Tennille uh, yeah. in the 70s. Do, do you know that that actor who played, I think he was the one that played Captain Tennille, is like a huge, a huge uh, action star in Japan, renowned oh, really? for like extremely violent movies. He's like Ooh. the... Uh, What's his face? Uh, Pulp Fiction. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin yeah. Tarantino. Yeah, he's like the Japanese version of Quentin Tarantino. Oh, like extreme nice. gory. He would make extremely gory movies, and he would star in extremely gory movies. He did Battle Royale. So. Yeah, watching this, we could, we could, we could watch this and call it cringe core. Like I, that's the genre really we've is. invented. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe it somehow fell into this uncanny valley of transgressiveness. Yes. Where there were actually shows that were a lot worse, but but didn't have, like, the feeling of this. It's like they were a lot worse, but they weren't, like, blatant. Because it's like this is trying to be worse. No, I mean, mean, it's trying to be raunchy, but it's holding back. Things like South Park and Family Guy and Drawn Together and Brickleberry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Drawn Together. That was further than this show. Yeah. But this show seems worse. This one explicitly has nudity. And none of well, those shows did. Well, when this, yeah. when this was aired, though, the nudity was blurred out. They all did, yeah. But, did they? The, yeah. Like, drawn together the with the octopus Oh, law. you're right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's exactly right. Like, we can call it cringe gore, we can call it whatever we want to, but the fact of the matter is, is, like, this show, it just didn't go far enough in any direction to make it remarkable at all, and therefore it was just garbage. Oh, yeah. I don't. Mm, I disagree. Yeah. I think it went in a direction, and that direction was already garbage. You think so? Like which direction do you think it went in? One direction. <laughs> do, you think, do you think it was just like dad puns? Like that was the, the whole direction it went, or? Yeah, it 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 went hard on the like 
we have our tongue very much in our cheek. Ha ha ha. That's a joke. Yeah, but see that that I still don't. I don't think that it actually did that though. Like they might have been trying for that, but that's not. I don't think they did that at all. Like this is this wasn't camp enough to be that. They would have had to have like gone over the top. Yeah, I think I don't think it was camp. I think that this was the jokes were all intentional to play on that early two thousands. Like Mike had said, oh, that was funny in the nineties. Let's see how far we can take this joke. No, but they didn't. But they didn't take it far, though. That's the whole point. It's like it's like, oh, we're gonna take this really far, and then they, they a censor got involved. It was like, oh, you can't, you can't, you can't say this or this, and then they're like, okay, then we're just gonna water down and they, everything. And they literally, they literally did a cripple joke using the word cripple. Well, see, that wasn't a offensive in the early 2000s. No, yeah, that was it. offensive. That was still offensive. Only nudity was... No, the thing that they took far is they had like a three-minute long stripping montage where they made every over-the-top fucking ejaculation animation. Just not... But there they, was a guy... They did it, though. That's the thing. is like they did it. They just showed like guys hanging off of other guys. Somebody like pushing a woman off of his lap. There was a guy with a fucking IV drip and his IV drip swelled to an engorged state and exploded on him. And and there was a guy with a beer that the top popped off when she did a booty drop. But that's not but that's not like over the top. That's just like. A little That's bit. That's just normal orgasms for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I guess I, I see what you're saying. I just like, think like the, if they if they wanted to do that over the top, they would have done like five or six more of those. You know, they would have just like done that over and over again. But they kept on cutting from those to like guys just pushing women other way, or guys just like making faces, or guys just drooling. I will give you. I will give it to you, Adam. That like the show was it was terribly written. And it, it was like, it was sort of conceptually timid. Like they could have made big, crazier and crazier jokes, but they didn't. They were like, no, we're going to make these same lame kind of jokey joke, boomer jokes. It's like Bob Hope wrote this, you know? Yes, exactly. exactly. Some, of, some terrible part of me feels like this was acceptable back then. You know, like this gives me the this 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 show makes me feel the opposite of nostalgia, not yeah. like love for the past. It's terrible fear of the future that was created because this came into existence. Because of this, yeah. <laughs> but but whether this was acceptable, did you think it was funny? That's the thing. I, Do you think you, you know what? I never was funny? I never saw the I never saw the show, and I no, I wasn't yeah, really paying attention I. during this this period to to tv at all so see i just i don't i don't think i would have found this funny when i was a kid i would not have wait were we supposed to find this funny (laughs) i I thought the point of this was it was supposed to be a fucking comedy right no i thought this was supposed to be to entertain horny 20 year olds like if they laugh it's probably because they're the kind who laugh when they come you <laughs> Why didn't they have that guy there? Just like, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy just laughing and popping <laughs> off. Oh boy! Like, like, uh, troll. Get get Mark Hamill doing the uh, Joker laugh in the background. Regardless, I'm just thinking like I was 23. We were 23 at the time. I was training wolves. Matt, you were in getting your masters. I think it was in between when I started to get my masters. So but yeah, it was around that time. Yeah. Mike, you were in a missile silo somewhere. <laughs> I was in the military, and let me tell you, there's plenty of guys talking about Stripperella. All, all of this. Spike TV, yeah. Stripperella, you know, 
Yeah. Just real red blood and American kinds of things. It was, yeah, it was. Derek, were you in the Naval Academy at this time? Before Facebook. I was. uh, This was mid-college for me. I was 20. I I don't ever remember watching this. And I think it's just because we didn't really have cable TV at school. So we, we streamed a bunch of shit, watched a bunch of movies, played a bunch of video games if we were doing any sort of media style entertainment for me this is peak piracy time oh yeah yeah oh yeah that's everybody was fucking pirating everything this was was napster this was the waning the waning years of napster the the golden age of napster was like 1998 to 2002 yeah torrents taken over yeah this is limewire time yeah uh, and when they started suing people for hosting servers on limewire and napster Yeah, it was uh, when yeah. Metallica was suing Napster. See, during this time frame, I was just hosting the uh, SETI data, where they needed all the computers to to scan all the information they were getting. Does that still so, exist? I probably it's SETI at home. I I wonder how fast like we could go through those calculations on our computers now because I remember you know on the matchboxes that we used to run in the or late or early two thousands, it could barely run Doom and. <laughs> Now I wonder if you like fired up that SETI program with one of these computers, like or something running like a Bitcoin mining operation. You could probably find intelligent life. What? Well, really the, quick or something? I don't know. Well, quite possibly the SETI the SETI at home still exists apparently. Ah. So they've got a hundred about one hundred fifty thousand active hosts. So. So you, you know what else is really out of this world? Stripperella's powers and abilities. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Mike, I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Oh, Nobody boy. saw it coming. No one saw it coming. Did you know that extreme hotness could be a power? Oh. <gasps> Oh. Uh, well, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, here it is, right here. Extreme. Here, here's the thing. Did I know that? Wow. fucking lootly <laughs> yes. Our entire culture is based on that fact. <laughs> exactly. Start of this episode. Let me just commend animators because there isn't, and I tried this, there's not one spot you can pause and not see something flashing in your face that's just like incredibly overtly sexual. Hmm. That is a, that is, I hadn't thought of that, but that is, I would bet that that's true. Well, at some point in time in, in, in this, uh, this first episode, I think there's actually a shot of a dog drinking water. Is that overtly sexual to you, Mike? Uh, not me, but there's some people who have everything fetishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, if that's the case, and there's some people who have, watch. if their friends find out about their everything fetish fetishes, because <laughs> you know when they say everything bagel, it doesn't really come with foot, butt stuff and foot stuff on there. Exactly. You have. To if it had everything, it would be a black hole, and then we could watch <laughs> a really good movie. <laughs> event Horizon, but like a sexualized event horizon, like a. Sex parody event. No, no, it's that uh, everything, anywhere, and or nothing. All at once. All at once, yeah. Instead of the realm of hot dogs, it's the realm of penises. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> penises for fingers. So, f- you mentioned one power of Stripperella, Mike. 
What are Stripperella's other powers? Let's just go right into the episode, Adam, and we can find out more. We open to a fashion show, oh, Catwalk oh. in Progress. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, are we going to go this le- list level of detail for the entire episode? <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I'm just going to start well, drinking. you know, we've got because, two oh, episodes God. to go through, and, you know, the yeah. night is young. Hold on, let me open okay. a Stoku. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could go through this the fast way. We could do the the mask. No, no, go for it. Let's do this. Yeah, let's do the thing. We deserve this. Matt deserves this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we see the various models. Waddles. Waddles. Waddles modeling. (sighs) They look really, really hungry. Oh, oh, oh. so clever. The clever. I can't believe the observational humor of this show. (laughs) They look so hungry. And there's a really cliche fashion critic there. And the worst possible thing in the fashion world happens. A model suddenly turns fat. In the most spectacular way possible to the critic's horror. Then we cut to the outside of a strip club uh, named the Tenderloins. Ugh. Such a disgusting name. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm 100% with you. Uh There's nothing about this that wasn't disgusting. Yes, Agreed. and something that's only possible to us pre-2000s uh, kids. Someone is attempting to get in with a fake ID that's clearly not them. Yeah. I don't even think that happens anymore. Do people even fuck around with fake IDs? Oh, I'll bet they do. I'm sure they do. Because they, they can scan people, them and everything. Kids still love to drink, you know? Well, that's true. But it's like, what is it, like Mrs. Uh, the thing is, I'll Takamura. bet right I bet by now they're super good, the fake IDs. They're probably 3D printed and... (laughs) Yeah, they're 3D printed. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. They're probably able to get, like, holograms and stuff on their printers. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, give it to the the bartenders, like, this shit, this is better than what the state puts out. Boom. Irma Takamoto uh, gets into the club. And we are reminded exactly why strip clubs aren't really popular anymore. They're dirty, full of creepy guys, and a thick atmosphere of shame. The manager greets fake ID kid, and we get our first glimpse of drawn boobies for the episode. So spectacular. So I will say, like, in line with the opening, there's some nice animation overall. Like, overall, the animation is very fluid. Like, they spent a lot of, a fair amount of money doing good motion and continuous motion throughout the episode. Now, what they spend it on... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, on a we, pig. I don't think we yeah. see it at this point, but later on we do wind up getting some mouth sinks that don't really match up quite so well. There are some of those, yes. The thing that was killing me that actually, like, popped up at this point was the delay. Like, in the the pacing. The pacing of the conversation, even, like, just natural conversation that two people are having, the pacing of it sounded like a really bad improv troupe where they're waiting for one person to deliver their lines. Yeah. Waiting two beats, delivering their line. And I don't know if they spread it out like that in order to try to gain time because they obviously did not have enough plot written for two episodes. I, I think it's they were supposed to add a laugh track and then somebody forgot to do that. Uh, see, that would make mm, sense too. That would that have would made it funny. That's that's my hypothesis because I, I noticed the same thing. That's that's actually not a bad observation. I, I think that probably would have 
worked with laugh track. The laugh tracks timing-wise, timing-wise. were annoyingly in uh, in the early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s like every yeah. show yeah. had to have a laugh track. I'm mm. surprised the OC didn't have a laugh track in it. Honestly, th- that kind of makes sense. The pacing would sort of work mm. a little bit if there was some sort of laugh track. Also, it, it would make this worse. it would make a terrible <laughs> show an unwatchable show. Yes. Oh, I would have stopped like the first like the first or second laugh, a fake laugh. I would have been like, I'm out. Yeah, we, I, we would have started today's episode and just told David, sorry, none of us watched it. Uh, <laughs> we'll we just talk about instead. We'll just make fart noises for a half an hour. and That'll be our show today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll still be giggling over episode 69 and that that'll be the most of the episode. I, I want to like I agree with Matt, though, like the animation. I didn't hate it. We all know my opinion of that, and I actually found myself saying, you know, eh, this animation's not bad. Yeah, the things that are drawn on filthy cells. Yeah. <laughs> filthy, filthy cells. Yeah, I, I did notice the uh, the mouth's not sinking. But at least it didn't do the weird thing where their mouth would go in one direction and their nose would go in another direction and just, like, yeah. poor mm. sinking up of the cells. Or that, that weird shot that we had of Zealots during Wildcats where, like, she had, like, her boob and her butts going in the same direction. Yeah. That happens to all the ladies. That ha- that's what happens when you're two-dimensional. The Psylocke pose that would require, like, any actual woman to have no uh, ribs whatsoever. Yeah. We cut to Persephone talking to the bartender about her boyfriend. She's nervous because she's going to meet his brother today. Twist is that the boyfriend is a Siamese twin. Uh, mm-hmm. A conjoined twin? No, they, back conjoined. then they were called Siamese twins. So <laughs> I don't think they were. I'm pretty sure in the early 2000s they were still conjoined twins. In the 90s, maybe. I, I think somehow this episode actually uses the term conjoined twins, which was yeah. kind of shocking. Considering everything else. Yeah. 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 Okay, so they are conjoined twins at the uh, shoulder. So it makes it even funnier that she hasn't met his brother. Yeah. Yeah. But the joke is really that the brothers are polar opposites, with the non-boyfriend half being a total stiff in a suit. And at this point in time, it was very easily, it was very well telegraphed that the stuck-up one was going to fall in love with the stripper. I didn't see that one coming. You You didn't didn't see it coming? You didn't see that coming? (laughs) No, I just assumed he was just going to be a stuck-up guy. And, you know, I was too busy Mm -hmm. focusing on the bartender because I like the bartender. He's living outside of the Matrix. He's breaking the the fourth wall. You mean in the way that he's a terrible gay stereotype? You thought that was good? Uh, I didn't even catch that he's gay. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? That was right on the fucking just, nose. He, he, he asked one of the male patrons for a lap dance. Come on. You offered to pay for one. Yeah. Was that during a scene where there were boobs on the screen? Oh no, actually. It, it was. It's actually, we just passed that scene. Yeah. Like, literally, the first thing the bartender does is, like, somebody comes up to that uh, female character we were talking about and asks her for a lap dance. The bartender comes up and is like, I'll give you 50 bucks and a shot of whiskey for a lap dance. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, can you've we, heard it both ways. Can we bottle this? Is there a way... <laughs> It's not so bad in this episode, but I, there's got to be you know you know there's a later episode where they get really into the bartender and just have probably 
extra cringy scenes. That seems uh, it seems about right. This reminded me of the bit in when we were watching the critic and they did that ad for uh It was a it was a jeans ad and they were talking who was sexier, Jethro or yeah, Uncle Jeb. Uncle Jeb. I remember we all talked about it, and we were like, I don't even know, quite know what it means exactly. Like, is it pro or anti? It, I don't even really yeah. understand it. Well, was it insulting, or was it like, or it, it really, it was like, the joke is gay. Yeah. <laughs> is, the, is, is the joke, this is so absurd? No, no, no. I think literally the joke was just... Gay. gay there's gay there is gay, gay everybody gay, gay people exist it's yes. so funny and i imagine they probably were doing the same thing here in yep. 2003 it was like it's it's a bartender in a strip club he's gay it's so funny that he's gay and he works in a strip club that's the edgy level of humor that we were all looking for in 2003. the cutting the, the cutting <laughs> right, edge that's what, that's what we were looking for in 2003 <laughs> 2003 that was top-notch edgelord humor <laughs> bartender in the dirty strip joint is a gay dude like any self-respecting gay man would ever be a fucking bartender in a fucking strip joint I don't know people do all kinds of things in strip joints true like <laughs> cocaine that's or, just one kind of th- well no there's probably some other things mixed in eat at the buffet Having lobster bisque that's been sitting at room temperature for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite type, baby. <coughs> oh, faster, funnier through this episode, please. Let's go. Yeah, okay. So um, <laughs> the manager asks where Erotica Jones, the most boring name ever. Where she is, because uh, nothing's more important than work. But uh, she's off saving babies that had fallen into a lion enclosure. So Stripperella has jumped in to save him. As she's trying to rescue him, she trips over her boobs or something, I don't know. She teases the lions. Um, it's not very animal-friendly, as her bio claims. And then uh, tosses the baby, in quotes, at the lion, which turns out to be just a rock. So then she saves the baby... Blah, blah, blah. And, and this is when the the mother of the baby, she was screaming the whole time. And some guy's like, lady, will you stop screaming? You're screaming my ear off. Being a real bastard. And then the, the woman's like, oh, sorry. Gets the baby back and then complains about the blanket getting torn to shreds. And this is the moment where I was like, oh, shit. So in this series, every single woman is either going to be an idiot or like a a total asshole. Like a, just oh, a total... if you're not hot in a stripper, then you're going to be annoying, overbearing, opinionated, exactly, emotional, exactly. church-going white lady. Yeah. And, and if you're a, and if you're a hot stripper, you're going to be an idiot. Because even Stripperella is a fucking idiot in this entire oh, uh, yeah. series. So that's when I was like, ah, oh, crap. This is going to be the the whole eps, the whole series we're watching now, isn't it? The whole two episodes. All right. Well, speaking of tenderloin steak let's talk about tenderloins the best cervix in town i said the best cervix in town i forgot about that one yeah yes boy that is um such sexy wordplay yeah it's an amazing joke mike maybe you should deliver it again i think two's not enough yeah (laughs) i think you could shut your little pie hole (laughs) that's the uh slogan that's on the 
sign outside of the club. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. It's, it's the uh, the the quote unquote double entendre. It's it's a pun worthy of my level of humor. It's the the stripper dad puns. Yes. Stripper dad puns. Hey, stripper daddy dad. stripper. Hey, stripper dad. I mean, at least at least she's got a dad who's super supportive of her lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stripper, the stripper dad jokes. Like he's got one of those bumper stickers that says, "My daughter strips at Northwestern Elementary." <laughs> oh God. My honor student strips at. Yeah, yeah. The cervix, or whatever it is. Tinder the cervix. <laughs> the cervix. God. All right, Imagine anyways. if that was the name of your favorite strip club. Awesome. This is my favorite strip club. <laughs> the cervix. <laughs> it's straight to the point. Okay, so uh, she shows up at work and goes on stage, and we... See, I figure we're going to want to talk about this scene for like 10 minutes, but no. we go through the whole Looney Tune horny wolf sequence with every single guy... There. I think we already talked about that one. I don't think we need that. Yeah, yeah so we th- talked a bit about this. It's still gross and weird, and I don't yeah, like it. This goes fun. on for a full two minutes. I timed it. It's oh, two full minutes of a stripping animated routine. After which, I guess Spike TV and, and the producers figured that's the, the longest that it would take a 20-year-old man to masturbate. She <laughs> gets a call from her stripperella belly button pager. Yeah, she's and a navel navel piercing that is also a beeper. It, that, that, all it does is beep. Yeah, it, well, you know, it flashes color, flashes lights too. So yeah, so somebody watching definitely wanted to notice her belly suddenly flashing. Yeah, well, it could just be part of the show. But she runs out and uh, changes into her superhero costume and hops onto her moped, which is also a convertible to a motorcycle. Right. So why not just give her a fucking motorcycle? Yeah, why not exactly. just use a motorcycle? She's a, she's obviously like, she's a stripper. Like you can have a motorcycle. Yeah, women can drive motorcycles too. Yeah. Assholes. Okay, so she drives off and goes into a department store where she looks at some shoes and then goes into a secret compartment that leads down into a super secret base, and then she meets up with. But but one of the ways she has to get in is she has to show her barcode as a oh, secret agent. Yes. And this is it's not even a barcode; out. it is four numbers. Exactly. This is where we find out she is Agent 0069. 69 dudes. 0069. Which is why we picked this episode for our 69th episode. By the way, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you are listening and you haven't gotten it so far, this is our 69th episode. That's why we're being gross. Take it away, Mike. Yeah, I think this whole episode is going to be at After Hours. Anyways, Stripperella goes and meets up with Chief Stroganoff. Oh, is that his name? Yes, he's Chief Stroganoff, agent for the agency Fug. Voiced by... Maurice Maurice LaMarche. LaMarche. That's right. That's our our LaMarche. That's right. Uh, Overall A-list voice talent. Yes. I'm kind of surprised that I got him. Because this was this was during uh, well, I guess Animaniacs had already happened. Pinky the I think they had over. money. Like, yeah. if you think about this concept, like they didn't like Jim Lee didn't originate this. They like went to Jim Lee and they're like, "Hey, can you put your name on this?" And he was like, no, "This is right. how many monies it will take me to put my name on your garbage pile." Oh. 
Stanley, not Jim Lee. Oh, it's sorry. Created by Stanley. <laughs> but no, bullshit. actually, shit. I'm actually looking at this now. Created by it's created by Stanley, supposedly. They got Mark Hamill. Yep. John Cryer. Tom Kinney, Kid Rock. What? They got Vince Kid McMahon. Rock? How, a, however a could they? The Apparently, <laughs> the Kid Rock <laughs> was the theme music composer. <laughs> the Bang to Bang Diddy. Oh, he, he wrote the theme music. And it's all oh, over the ball, the Bang to Bang Diddy, 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 said the boogie, said up, jump the boogie. <laughs> You practiced that for so long. I'm glad that it's like riding a bike and you can still re- recite it 20 years later. I think that I think my garage band in high school tried to play that song. That's the only reason why I know it. <laughs> mm. He was either dating or married to Pamela Anderson at this time, if I remember correctly. Yes. That would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. She was like, can you also employ my loser boyfriend? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Oh, you you mean you mean this rich white kid that's pretending like he's white trash or whatever? Mm, yeah. Yes. I don't know anything about him. He, I think the come, hottest thing about superheroes are is the mask that instantly turns their eyes white. Because that's what's hot about Robin. Is that what's hot about Robin? I thought what was hot about Robin was his diminutive stature and ability to strategize, strategize. Yeah, and and his tights. And Starfire. And that he knew Batman. I thought it was his long svelte legs. Mm-hmm. That toast, too. <laughs> They're so blue, svelte. His blue plumage. Yeah. What about you, Derek? <laughs> What's that? And his, and his red what, breast? What, uh, what, yes. what gets you titillated about thinking about Robin? How he's dead. <laughs> cut. <laughs> cut. 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 I don't have a good joke for that one. Moving on. Okay. So... Stripperella talks to Chief Stroganoff uh, about the mysterious fattening. We get a lot more dumb jokes. A lot more dumb jokes. Mm-hmm. This is where the cripple joke gets made. Yeah. Because that was another one of the really unexpected punching downs they did. Stroganoff is in a wheelchair, and then like the wheelchair goes haywire because it's an electronic one, and then he just gets out of it, picks it up, and throws it at the fireplace. Yeah. And says, thank God I'm not crippled the word if i say it slowly nobody will if i say it slowly no one knows that i'm a racist to me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i love this theory (laughs) all right so the next scene stripperella is in pretty girl the modeling agency the modeling agency and Pratter, um, that of like what white men think that women talk about when they're alone with each other. And this is what made it past the Bechtel test. Well, they do introduce oh, they God, introduce this. That that's, that, that's correct. <laughs> this is when they introduce a second character named <laughs> Cliche. Cliche, that's right. His name is what? Her name. That's is her name cliche. is cliche. Oh, her name is cliche. Yes. What was? Uh, who's the uh, modeling head? The oh Jesus, I don't remember. It's it's Doctor Cesarian backwards. Yeah, Doctor Cesarian backwards. Yeah. It's like Roderick Rod Rod Rodrum. Nera I think it was that's what it was. Nera Sessard. And when you mix up the letters in my name, Matt Sessany Yesterteri, 
you get Mystery Science Theater 3000. 3000 is my middle name. So he sees Erotica and just is amazed by her beauty and says he must have her immediately now or something. So then he he looks her down super creepily. Basically, he like measures her. He with his eyeballs like, yeah, he leaves the room. She activates her tongue scanner, which is a really cool super ability. Yeah. If you're a so, 20 year old boy thinking about what a girl should have as a superpower. There, there is there is one thing they said here that approached a joke, which almost made me chuckle. And it was when the, the modeling agent said, I definitely did not have anything to do with those women getting obese. That was not me. It's just a coincidence that I am representing them. Now I'm going to leave you alone, unattended, in my office for no reason. And then walked off. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it's uh, almost funny. <laughs> they did that multiple times. Yeah, there's a couple like times with him. The audience. Yeah, where yeah. it's like almost funny. It's yeah. they're trying. They're not getting there, but they're trying. Like yeah. the the scene where he la- where he like walks the woman out of his office and he says, "I'll see you in the obituaries." And he just starts laughing and laughing and they pull back and he's just standing in the waiting room in front of everybody. Yeah. 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 And it was there. Like, There's a close. joke there. It's, yeah. It's like almost I'm not too sure what it needed, but it was almost there. Yeah. yeah. It just wasn't very good. I thought yeah. the tongue scanner was the closest that came to being funny. Oh, really? Because that's just a ridiculous... Cause she, just because she had to leak all the documents? Yeah. So, anyways, she scans the documents, and then we go to the next scene, which is now at the um, shoot of a music video. Yes. There's not really much going on here, either. There's nothing funny. There's just girls in bikinis fawning over an overweight middle-aged singer. They literally like they literally try to make a music video because they I, I guess the the writer had written part of this song and they're like it's funny film it and so they yeah. bothered to film it. It's awful. Yeah, it's pretty grisly. But we meet cliche again, and we have been told that she has gone to the plastic surgeon just yeah, that she night, got, she got just the night ones. before. So. Yes, uh, and she got breast enlargements. And she's ready to go. Until she enlarges. Hilarious. And then falls into the pool. And all the water comes out of the pool. All the water comes out of the pool. And Stripperella's here to save the day. Yeah. So rescues the woman who was actually stuck in the drain. But then the woman cries that she should have just let her die because now she's fat. And there's nothing, no fate worse than fat for a model, apparently. Yeah, it's all it's all real feel good. Yeah, yeah. it's all real yeah. feel. Icky. And then the scene just abruptly ends, like all of the other scenes before that. They just cut, and we're back into the strip club where Persephone, Persephone, Persephone is taking the uh, tying a cherry stem in your mouth to the stripper level, which is she takes the uh, cherry stem and turns it into the Eiffel Tower. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 20-year-old me was uh, super, like, impressed with that. Mm. But the adult me was sickened that this show is still going on. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Nice, or something nice. like that. The kid in me is turned on by this lady making the Eiffel Tower. The adult me 
is highly ashamed and hates the fact that the show exists. <laughs> yeah. I love frosted mini wheats. <laughs> I hate <you>. stripperella. <laughs> So anyways, Persephone helps the, one of the brothers who's choking on a cherry. And saves his life. And it saves his life. And yeah. that's pretty and, much and, it. And the, the joke continues that nobody seems to recognize the conjoinedness of these conjoined twins except for the bartender. Right. And that's, that's like the joke here. It's like nobody gets that they're conjoined except the bartender. Not even Persephone. Not even the brothers. Not, and not, not even, even the, the brothers. brothers. Exactly, exactly. The brothers. The, bro- the brothers. The brothers. The brothers. Hooked on the brothers. It's two the brothers. Hooked on the brothers. <laughs> Anyways, we got to get through this episode. Yeah. Do we? Dear God, we, please. Yes, we do. So, <laughs> so anyways, we cut back to uh, Stripperella downloading the images from her tongue. Stripperella. Plug her tongue in. Lugging her tongue in, getting the pictures out. And Hilarious. she's talking about how, like, you know, what what's similar and different about all these girls. And she figures out that Dr. Caesarian is involved. So then we cut to Dr. Caesarian. <laughs> I'll see you in the obituary column. Ha ha ha. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. almost funny. That that's That's the joke. That's the joke. Show me. Show me. So then we, Show it we, to me. We, we cut to him cackling and laughing maniacally and to be continued. Good God. One episode done. One episode done. Yes, because she comes in dressed as a nun, right? Well, that's the beginning of the next episode. Oh, she is it? comes in dressed as a nun, yeah. And the logo for this surgery clinic is just a series of boobs getting larger. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes. And like almost like a fleur-de-lis fashion, pointing upwards towards the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's an art deco kind of pattern, mid-century modern. Mid-century modern boobies. It's very, it's very L.A. It's very avant-garde. Well, avant-garde as of probably 50 years ago. Avant-garde. All right, so so we're back. We're at the beginning of episode two. Stripperella goes to the doctor's office as a nun. Yeah, so what's the deal with... Uh... Airplane food, am I right? You are. What's, what's the deal with the uh, doctor's ears? The The whole point is the doctor's like a Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, yeah. All his He's just all fake. He just pops in new different features. Yeah, he just rearranges his... Face. Constantly. It's like they can, can we talk about how over the, off, over the show? Can we yeah. talk about how awesome that would be though if you could literally just pop off your ears and just put on some new ones? Like you could I have mean, like I only elf ears one day, once once or twice. Like we like what? oh, you see a guy who's like oh, he has better ears. I'll take those. <laughs> mm. Well, they they do have the the weird uh, thing where they they have all the body parts retain the intrinsic sense that's associated with those body parts. Like, he removes his nose so he doesn't gas himself. Yeah, that was kind of clever. So if he takes his ears off, he can't hear. So I could see, like, if you could turn your hearing off, I could see that being a pretty useful skill as well. Very useful. I can do that. Yeah. Just with nice-canceling headphones. With, with iPod, iPods. I can iPods. cure a cripple yeah. with a prosthesis. 
I can walk, can on, walk water on water when it freezes. It freezes. <laughs> Fuck, we're idiots. <laughs> so what's so great about this guy named Jesus? So anyways, speaking of Jesus, uh, who... Uh, Stripperella, Nunnerella goes into the doctor's office to collect donations. And after that, she leaves. Yep. She figures out that there's something in room three. You only did a summary for the first part, didn't you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then some stuff happens. They're at the club and the brothers. The brothers. The brothers. (laughs) The brothers. I'm also trying to balance that we have to get through, you know, another 15 minutes there's Very something quickly. so hilarious about me to be about someone doing their own echo. It just—I it, love everything about. It. Uh, so we know everybody's humor. Mine is vomit humor. Yours is echo humor. Derek's <laughs> is flopping penis running after a car humor. Well, hey, what about the foreskin humor? That's that's your humor. That's not my humor. It's one of your humors, Mike. I've co-opted foreskin. some of it, but I—I I, put a leech if, on you that just—they put a leech on you that just sucks out foreskin. <laughs> If you have too much foreskin, oh my god, it's your imbalance. Yeah, your bile you comes to... out. Your foreskin bile. You have to get rid of the yellow bile. Oh god. <laughs> oh lord. Oh help me. Yeah, you're too I mean, sanguine, and also your your foreskins went through the fucking roof. <laughs> Look, that's re- that's you're all just jealous because I have my own hammock anywhere I need. When I want it. <laughs> it's not a hammock. It's like one of those tight ropes that college kids always uh, yeah, yeah. string up at the quad and jump Hammock, schmammock. You it's more like a, You can survive a, jumping out of a plane. It's like a sleeping bag where, you know, you just envelop yourself into it and it just like turns. Your own parachute. Yeah. I, w- I would be afraid that. I would be afraid that I'd go to sleep outside of it and wake up inside it and it was getting tighter and closer around my neck. Slowly but, consuming but me. But your neck is still hanging out, right? Like your head is still hanging out. It's Barely. Just your body. All right. Well, okay. So, body. so yeah. let's compare the the foreskin superpowers with Stripperella's superpowers. <laughs> Combat expertise. Yes, my. Oh. You know, foreskin has that. I think yes, I did this does. while you were yes. away. Superhuman yeah. en- enhancements, enhanced reflexes, senses, strength, and flexibility. Of course, definitely intellect. Senses. Also totally intellect. Because uh, um, it stinks she's so bad. <laughs> Breast expansion. I mean, my foreskin can is- expand as as much as necessary. It's well, extreme, almost its own hammer space. Extreme hotness, also, like it gets sweltering in there. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you want to, like do like mm-hmm. a hot sauna, hot yoga, just slip on into Mike's foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> that's where La- we do our sweat lodges. Exactly. Live to take mushrooms and go in there and then go out and <laughs> jump into a, a river, a freezing river. Yeah. 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 All right, her breasts are lie detecting, so I suppose if you wore the foreskin like a cap, I could detect if you're lying. <laughs> you could read our th- <laughs> You could you see our thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, fuck no. Get that thing away from me. I don't ever want to wear it as a hat. You don't want to wear it as a hat? No. <laughs> well, it's okay because you could use it as a foreskin shoot. <laughs> yes, that's what I was saying. Exactly. You could. Yeah. It is a very effective parachute. There's nothing more emasculating than docking with Mike. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it's because it's just the tip for him, but for you, it's your whole body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
So in the next scene, Stripperella breaks into Dr. Cesarian's office and attempts to find out what's behind door number three. And she uses her super cool fingernails that turn into keys to get in. Mm -hmm. Can your penis cut glass? Can mine uh, or, or Mike's? It, well, well, I guess Mike's foreskin. It, I, can his it foreskin can't. Cut glass? It can't cut. It can't cut it, the glass. It melts it. But it can yeah. adhere to it. It can suction cup to it and pull the glass away once it's cut in a circle. Yeah, I was thinking that it would like slowly expand to the edges of the glass, like in, inside the frame, and then work its way underneath the frame oh, and just yeah. take out an entire plane, pane of glass and just <laughs> subsume it, essentially. Yes. Yeah. All right. So behind door number three, we find the Dr. Caesarian backwards shock reveal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is when uh, Dr. Caesarian reveals that he is also the model agent, and yeah. he's also Mr. Potato Head, and yes. he's and also evil and wants to destroy all of supermodels. And this is when I chuckled. It was when... She asked, what do you have against supermodels? And his response was, every single supervillain trope that there that existed. That's what I was like, that's kind of funny. Uh-huh, yeah. His yeah. parents were killed by supermodels. He had a supermodel scholarship and was supposed to become a supermodel. Supermodels ate his dog. Like, everything <laughs> you could think of, the supermodels. And, like, he just kept on talking. And she was like, F- I get it. Shut up. And this is also when he reveals, I believe that he is not only just going to make them all fat, he has implanted bombs in their in their breasts. Yes, he's put uh-huh. bomb bombs. implants in all their breasts. Or at one of them, at least. Yeah. Yeah, who's going to be giving away an award at the VH1 something awards, music awards, I guess. Yeah, this Fashion is how you knew, this is how you knew it wasn't yeah. the 90s. This is like when you're like, oh, VH1 video awards, this isn't the 90s anyone, anymore. Mm. Yeah. Well, that I think was a playoff Zoolander. What didn't they go to the VH1 Fashion Awards in Zoolander? I, I don't recall. Remember. I don't know. I, I believe so. I I, so. I'm willing to bet that every time that happens, it's VH1 just being like, "Yes, we'll give you, you know, a million, a million bajillion dollars to be in your film and be the award show." Yeah. You could also tell us early 2000s because the VH1 awards still mattered and yeah. people cared about it being bombed. No, you're right. It was in Zoolander, VH1 yeah, Fashion Wars. After, yeah. the, after the tragic bombing of uh, the VH8, VHS1 awards. <laughs> VHS. VH, you, you mean UHF? UHF. UHF awards, yeah. <laughs> THX. Uh, yeah. <sighs> okay. Thanks. Too soon. So, um, Stripperella gets overpowered by sleeping gas because Dr. Cesarian gets to take his nose off and tosses it away. And then we cut back to the strip club, and that's uh-huh. where we find out when uh, the, the brothers, b- 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 brother, the brother brothers of Persephone's boyfriend, loves her. They fight. The snooty one reveals he's in love with Persephone. Yes. And then we go back to the doctor. The doctor monologuing the rest of his the rest of his tea, his plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's he's gassed Stripperella at this point and clamped yeah. her down. Yeah. And this is when we find out that VH1 Fashion Awards are going to get bombed. And it, but she she breaks out fairly quickly here. Yeah. Yeah, by doing some sort of weird like dislocating her hips thing and gets her leg 
to come she, up over She lasers through one of her shackles, and then she, yeah, uses her toes to undo the other one. Yeah. And she just, like, pops out. She smashes up the lab um, and then gets attacked by a spider. Yeah, weird uh, biomechanical spider that has injectors for legs, and it goes around injecting all the body parts that are um, in glass jars all around them. Causing them to expand with the fat. So, So the injectors are like the make fat serum, so they have to have all of these body parts and giant glass tanks around yeah. so that when the spider misses you can see <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. you can see what the happens? consequences of what would have happened if he hadn't missed in order to ratchet up the tension yes oh my god but they, quote, might, quote, they might turn our yeah. main character fat what yeah. right. that would be the end of all mankind but, yes. but but let's focus back on these vats full of legs arms and torsos yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the hell did they come from? Yes. Unknown. And if he, if he is a plastic surgeon, is the idea that he's replacing people's legs with other legs? Probably. Or torsos? Yeah. He, yeah. he basically has the power to, like, die, Mr. Potato Head everybody. Like, that's his superpower. Oh, I was actually just going to suggest maybe they are his. Like, it's part of his super... His Mr. Potatoing himself. Oh. So he could turn into a woman if he wanted to. Wow. He could be a supermodel. He could be. Well, now he's fat. So <laughs> That's right. And finally... Yeah, so we, we find out what happens when you get injected because he gets strapped down to the table and injected. And, and fatified. And yeah. fatified. David, so then, did, you have a, did you have a funnier joke that would have been chronologically better to put there? Well, like I said, like, where did these come from? Do you, are, are, are these cloned parts? Does this or doctor could... have cloning t- technology? I think this is like another example of the villain uses this amazing technology in the stupidest way possible. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. No. Maybe maybe they're just cadavers. He could be raiding the local like uh, morgue. I mean, if yeah. you had that kind of uh, the ability to instantaneously make people fat, like you basically have the power to never have to eat again. Couldn't you just keep mm. injecting yourself and uh, just survive and off of the back? Survive off your own fat, like. Just survive, uh, like, be in a constant state of ketosis where your body's just eating the fat. Yeah. Um, that sounds incredibly painful. Like, just imagine your stomach being Oh, no, empty. it'd be the worst. You'd be starving. Yeah, it, it would be like uh, in The Highlander, where he was, like, forced to starve to death, death on a, a deserted island for, like, hundreds of years. Cool. I could, it would be, like, when the did, same when thing. When did that happen? Uh... When... Come on, one of you guys... I. Adam Highlander <laughs> wasn't it wasn't like Highlander seven, Highlander thirteen. It was the one with Sean Connery in it. I think. When did he? No, because that was the first one or the second one, and it wasn't it was the, the second one because the second one was when uh, they were in the future and it turned out that Highlanders are actually aliens, or immortals are actually aliens from a different planet. It, it was within yeah. the first five minutes of the movie. Planet plot device. So planet plot device. I don't or, I, that's or, not what I sound like. That's not what I sound like. That's not my voice. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Your mother's a saint. Um, no, the Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. The thing in Highlander that they did was he uh, fell off a boat and he had to like walk back to land underwater. 
because he couldn't. And that, and that was in like the the opening montage, but he wasn't like that far away from water. He was just like he was testing his abilities. Ramirez pushed him off the boat. Why it's a drown, just, motherfucker. Why didn't drown. He just, why didn't he just swim? Why? Because he, he drowned. Because he was he, his lungs were filled with candy. <laughs> What? <laughs> All right. In uh, the next scene, Stripperella is trying to get to the VH1 awards and gets stuck behind an old lady who turns out to be an aggressive old lady. It's, it's Irma Takamoto, and she's driving without a license because because that kid has it. <laughs> so she had to drive. Oh my god! Is it really? Yeah. It's, it nice. is. Yes. Well, and you know, she also like, up on cut that. her off earlier, and she flipped her off. Uh. Yeah. No, yeah, no. The she, she, drove, flicks, flicks she drove her. She drove her motorcycle over top of the old lady's car. Yeah. The old lady pulled up and flips her off, just like the Crash Bandicoot commercial from like 1996. What? Where, where Crash Bandicoot is challenging an old lady to a drag race. Stanley stole an idea. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Not our Stanley. Not Stanley. Not little Stanley. Stanley. Oh, little Stanley. I Did mean, you? And you made all of these ideas yourself? What yeah, a good boy you are. Jack Kirby who? <laughs> he died first, so Steph, fuck him. Steve <laughs> Dit don't? Not Ditko. He's Dit no. Dit all right, no. Can we, can we talk about the fact that Stripperella cuts the boobs out of the woman on stage? Yeah, she performs surgery. Not the, just one. Yes, she she uh, she cuts one out. So she gets the awards, tackles the woman on stage, pins her down, and through an extended scene of her having knife fingers, where she even stops to take a break, manages to do emergency surgery to get the breast implant out of this woman and shoot it off, and nobody tries to stop her, not once. No, the guy even says. To keep the fucking video on her. Yeah, he said keep the video on her, but like no security tried to stop her. No other actors or fashion models or anybody tried to stop her. They were just like, oh, we're just going to watch this and I'll be complicit in this crime. Excellent. Yeah. Totes. And then she pulls out this implant that's like three times bigger than her head. Mm-hmm. Like, no way that it could have fit into that woman's body. That's your problem I with this? I don't know. Oh, that was my schwing moment. Wrong podcast, Mike. How about that? <laughs> Very nice. I know, I know. It really put me in my place. <laughs> See, I, I showed you. You did. To the obituaries. <laughs> Thank you. This is my favorite part of the paper to read. Oh, man. Oh, Matt, are you okay? <laughs> the obituaries. Do you, uh, do you want us to come out and visit? You need us to come yeah, up to Yeah, that'd New York? be great. Come on out, guys. <laughs> All right. She flings the boob bomb up uh, into space where it explodes. Does it explode or does it like hit another building? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm just watching. It explodes it now way no up sound. in the sky. It okay, like okay. it like Death Star explodes. Yes. Gotcha. It's quite the explosion. It's pretty. Like, good, it would have actually. wiped out all of VH1. Yeah, it's a pretty good expl- explosion. Yeah. Like the visuals of it and the way it acts is pretty fun on screen. Nice. They probably reuse those frames from an actual superhero like cartoon. 
You think they um, just they just traced an actual explosion? <laughs> it's so lazy. <laughs> they actually just recreated like an yeah. explosion. In they space just set and off an explosion it. and then traced it. It's flame Those bastards. Where's the artistry anymore? I ask you. Yeah, they just created an AI to make that explosion, and then they traced it. Right. All right, so Stripperella saves the day. Can uh, can we put this to bed now? She saves the day. She goes back to the plastic surgeons where she sees that it's been destroyed. It had been exploded. And then she finds body parts for the Mr. Potato Head dude who has we see escaping. And then she goes back to the strip club where they then wrap up Persephone's storyline because both of the brothers left without her being, without anybody falling in love or everybody losing out or whatever and they watch the tv report about stripperella that then says stripperella who and then we cut to the end credits or something like that oh god it was it was grueling re-listening to it it was grueling watching it it was grueling re-watching it my problem is we had this in our drive. First off, I don't know what FBI watch list we're all on now. Secondly, the the entire the FBI fact, is on this watch list. I'm sure they all watched it. The, fa- oh, the, the fact that this was uh, in the drive meant that we had the option of watching it at two times speed. However, if you didn't have it fully downloaded, it would stutter step. So I was watching at two times speed, and it'd be like, "Here's ten seconds. Stop five seconds. Here's ten seconds. Stop five seconds." Oh. And I and I don't know if that was worse to consume it that way or better, <laughs> honestly, because you got a chance to like breathe in between the bad yeah. puns. <laughs> you got a little downtime recovery. Exactly. Oh, I think we need to uh, pop up Potato Head Kids up the list, so that way we can uh, talk about this show when we're talking about Potato Head Kids. Right. What? Right. Well, I don't think... Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, David, but I don't think we're actually doing any redemptions for this, are we? What? Uh, what? Oh, I, I I think we have to give Mike a redemption for I this. Do. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think, we sorry, do. No. I think Mike, Mike, we're, yeah, we're not doing... Yeah, you owe me for something. We're not doing reverse retcon. We're doing redemptions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. I already added what I want. So you want to add Mr. Potato Head? No, that's already on the wait list. That's what uh, it's. Uh, it was a few rows down from where I added my addition. Wait, are you are you fucking with the list? Are you fucking with David's Did list? Did you touch the list? Did you touch the list? Is it gonna work now? Uh, let me undo it. There. Did it's you undone. break the list? It's undone. I undid okay. it. What are we adding, Mike? Yeah, what are we adding? X C. Most uh, extreme elimination challenge. Uh, oh, is that on you, here? You can't talk. Yeah, you can't. You can't dangle MXC in front of me and then not expect me at the end of the episode to say yes. We're adding that. Yeah, but MXC is live action. It's it's a different category. We already have stuff up into 2014. That's not childhood anymore. We're no, 30... no, 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 no. It's not. We're not. We're not debating. Well, the, we the did dates. watch. We did watch Land of the Lost. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> I hadn't even gotten there. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, is this is live action? 
So if we're, no. if we're so if we're doing Stripperella 2003, then we can do MXC 2003. Well, you know, here's here's the question: Do we want to do MXC or do we want to start a third podcast where we compare the Japanese version to the American dubbed version? Well, then we'd have to go into all kinds of stuff. Like we'd have to go into the American versions, like Wipeout, and we'd have to like start talking about Wipeout and how that relates to Takashi's castle. Exactly. No, no, no. And then what we could do is then we could take Wipeout and dub over it in really bad Japanese. And then we could do like a reverse. We we, we watch watch the show and it's just as cringe as Stiprella and Mike feels bad. So let's do it. I mean, is it really going to be that cringe? No, I I remember it. I remember it occasionally being funny. Yeah, yeah. It was Three Stooges kind of funny. You know, it's like, ha, 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 someone fell down. But it it looked like it didn't hurt, so I'm going to laugh. Yeah, they're probably still alive, so it's okay to laugh. Yeah. They they got up and they smiled, so there's only mild fractures. (laughs) (laughs) They got up and smiled, so we know it's a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing going on behind that eye. (sighs) All right. So, David, will you let MXC be added? Do you have anything else you want to do? Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yes, I do. Fucking kibosh. Taga- Takashi's, Taka- Takashi's Castle. Oh, Takashi's Castle. F off. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else because I hadn't thought about uh, what else I'd want to add. Well, you know, take a moment. I guess I could just take uh, take something from the wait list and move it up. But yeah, that's that's the whole point. Yeah. All right, then, Doctor Katz. I, I want to. Oh, because ho, ho, ho. Nice. Th- that was on my list of things that oh. I wanted to upvote last time. In your so. face, Matt. So, Doctor. In your face. Didn't we downgrade that? Who who downgraded that? Matt did, huh? I think Matt downgraded it. Although he might not have. He might have. No. no this is this is good. I like it when we when there's infighting. This is good. Yeah. It's drama. There's juice here. So so David, are we doing a, a reverse retcon? We aren't, right? Because we already have one picked out. We ha- we have a schedule. Yeah. All right. So so announcing now on a future episode of amazingly terrible we are going to be doing a special episode for the 72nd episode which david is going to be synopsizing and david has chosen 1974's jack and the beanstalk anime what are we going to be watching on the next episode so next time on amazingly terrible we'll be watching gi joe Episodes 46 and 47, World Without End, Part 1 and 2. Yeah. And and that's coming at you with Derek. Derek's going to be shouting that one out. There's going to be a whole lot of Derek up in your face. Oh, yeah. We are going to go go with the... the, (laughs) It is going to be the accuracy of modern military operations applied to G.I. Joe, the cartoon. <laughs> wow. It's going to be a four-hour-long episode, folks. I fucking love it. I'm here for it, get man. Your po- get your popcorn and scotch, because we're just we're deep diving I it. can totally see that you're going to FedEx us some of those spiral-bound packets that you've like made nice. up at the office. with like It's a copy of the handbook, and we got to fucking flip through it. Sure, yeah. Sure, sure, if sure. you guys could turn to page one of 673. What does, that, what does Reg 47 say? <laughs> First off, 
<laughs> Let's start with the opening music. <laughs> we're, not, we're not even in the opening montage, just yeah, the first yeah. notes. This is bullshit. So, for a horrible flaming piece of garbage that we hopefully will never talk about ever again, I've been Adam. Yeah, don't watch Stripperella. I'm Matt. I'm David. I'm just sorry that we already did Bill and Ted. <laughs> oh! And I've been Mike. <laughs> I have fucking allergies. This is Derek. See ya. <laughs> Bye, allergic Derek. Hope, I hope everybody Bye. has a good weekend and enjoys themselves and does all the things properly. Stay loose with the juice this summer. Bye! Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. You know, so 2003, 2004, The Chappelle Show was on, and I do remember being way the fuck into that, and that has actually aged pretty well. So I don't know yeah. if I would like this. Because it's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they actually wrote really good jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Hey, your jokes are good. You're going to age well. Gee, thanks. That's what I've been afraid of. I always have had terrible jokes, and I know that I'm going to age poorly. <laughs> just gotta start getting some better jokes I, they say i should work out look after my heart etc but i know it's the jokes no. that are killing me no the truth is jokes, <laughs> jokes are killing like if, me. <laughs> yep. if, if your jokes are, if your jokes suck yeah. you're gonna die <laughs> and i noticed since i became a dad that i've been losing my hair more quickly and uh, it's not because i'm stressed out or that i don't have any sleep it's, it's the dad jokes